Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. Love you guys so much out there today. Love this week. Love Easter. Came to Christ myself on Easter Sunday morning. Man, have I been changed uh, ever since. I have such a powerful show today, one that... Man, we are going to talk about the resurrection power of our God, of King Jesus today. We love hearing from you and we hear so much. We hear from so many of you just saying, you know, how a specific show ministered to you. And thank you so much for reaching out to us. Thanks for stopping me when I'm at Chick-fil-A and saying how much you love it and just just seeing me out and about. I love to talk to you. I love it when um, we hear feedback from you. It is It really encourages our team. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, if you haven't already, I would love for you to um, just join our community on social media. We have a, 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 a super active, amazing community. Um, we do a ton of stuff on my Facebook fan page, Autumn Miles. I invite you to join us over there. We have a team of people that answer every single inbox message that we get. Every single one. Uh, you, you know, it, it never fails. Even if we get a gajillion in one day, they are still on it. They are still answering. So if you would like to talk to us, we would love to um, we would love to talk back to you. So send us an inbox message, like our page, follow along. I do lots of videos and stuff throughout the week, do Facebook Live, stuff like that. Also, you can find us over on Instagram. Find me over on Instagram, Autumn Miles. Um, we do ministry, but I do keep that kind of personal with my family. So you can see pictures of who I'm most proud of over there. Uh, Thank you for following along. Also, I am releasing a book. Believe it or not, I am releasing a second, my second book, um, which I am so excited about. This, my first book was appointed, released in 2014. My new book called I Am Rahab will release in August. And um, we are so excited about what God is going to do through the ministry of this book. Um, And we are booking the book tour for the book right now. If you are interested as a church leader or just anyone um, in, in booking me to come to your church or event to participate in the book tour of I Am Rahab, we would absolutely love that. You can email Amanda at autumnmiles.com for more information right there. Lastly, and certainly not leastly, I don't think that's a word, leastly, um, we we are listener supported over here. And I want to tell you what your money goes to every time you give. And thank you so much for those that you give. Um, last week, we put out just a listen, we're praying for you um, on our, our social media pages. Simply if you need prayer, we're here. And with, our direct messages blew up, y'all. Um, for hours and hours and hours, there were people that were direct messaging us. Please pray for my marriage. Please pray for my children. 
please pray for myself. I can't hear from God. Where did God go? Please pray for just the, the, the resurrection of my spiritual life. Please pray. Please pray. And my whole team, we had to gather everyone together because there were so many messages, got together and prayed for every single request that came in and were really completely brought to tears um, by what God is doing through our ministry. And we're just so incredibly grateful. Um, that is what every penny goes to. When you, when you donate um, to, to Audemars Ministries, that's what it goes to. It goes to serving you. It goes to serving everyone that reaches out to us on a daily basis. Um, and if you feel led to give, uh, you can do so at autumnmiles.com. There's a donate button. Love you guys so much. Let's get into the word of God, shall we? Oof, I love this. Um, I'm just going to pray before we get into it. So, Lord, we love you, Lord. We know that you are the God that resurrects. You are the God that resurrects anything, Lord. You are the God that resurrects our faith, our dreams, Lord. You are the God that resurrects our spiritual life, Lord. Lord, we are dead, yet we live based on your resurrection. And so, God, we are so thankful. We're so thankful for you and what you have done for us. And so, God, I pray that you would use this message for your glory, Lord. I pray that you would encourage the heart that right now desperately needs it. I pray, Lord God, that your um, power and your spirit would overwhelm those that are listening today in the car, Lord, or at their house or wherever they are at work, Lord God, I pray. I pray that you would speak specifically and boldly, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would do what only you can do, which is change lives and challenge hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. This is going to be a two-part message of the resurrection power. I really want you to stay tuned for the second part, which, um, which is coming. Um, so Satan knows your potential more than you do. And he is after anything, any way to distract, to de- to keep you from what God is asking of you. He is after it. He is coming after it. If you are a believer and you are tuned into the spirit of God, you believe in God, you have, you have the Holy Spirit living inside you. Satan is your enemy and he is coming after you to disable you, um, uh, to discredit you, to discourage you, to disappoint you. He is coming after you. His job, it tells us from the scripture, is to steal, kill, and destroy. He is on mission to steal, kill, and destroy. That is exactly what he is and wants to do for you. And today I just know 100% that there are people that are suffering from some sort of death. Um, I'm going to talk to the first ones uh, that are suffering from the death of some type of dream. You have a dream. You have had a dream. God has given you a dream of some sort. And somewhere along the line, your dream has died and you have buried it. I'm going to talk to those other people that um, their faith is dead. You believed years and years ago, but somewhere along the line, your faith ran out. You stopped believing. God didn't come through when he said he was going to come through. I'm going to talk to um, those 
as well. And the third type I'm going to talk to in this two-part message, the resurrection power, um, I'm going to talk to those that literally have a dead soul. You don't even care about Jesus. You hear about him. Maybe you know about him. Maybe you're a churchgoer. But you know that there is no God, no Holy Spirit, no relationship inside of you and you need Jesus to resurrect your soul today. That is who I'm going to talk to. I want you to go in your Bibles with me to one of my favorite passages of scripture. It's found in 2 Kings. Um and it is it is one that is so incredibly powerful. Um if you truly take time to to break it down, that's what we're going to do today. 2 Kings 4, we're going to start in verse 8. I'm going to read and then um uh, uh, talk about it. Now, there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shuman, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned there to eat food. She said to her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let me make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lamp stand. And it shall be when he comes to us that he shall turn in there. One day he came there and turned to the upper chamber and he rested. And he said to Kahazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. He said to him, say now to her, behold, you have been careful for us with all of this care. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people, basically. No, I'm good. So he said, what is what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi said, truly, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son at that season next year when Elisha said to her, listen, uh, I am speaking to those of you who have had a dream of some sort. Now, this dream that you have had. Um, it's it's one of those dreams that is so deep inside of you that you 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 don't even talk about because it's it's it, it's it's such a desire that if you were to talk about it and if God didn't come through, it would literally wreck your faith. I remember when I was um, going to to start my ministry, you know, this desire had had been built in me for years and years and years. And for a brief period of time, I told no one what I believed that God was telling me. I told no one because I thought, you know what, if they if they discourage me, if they discourage this dream that I know that God has told me he is going to produce through me, if they discourage it, I do not know if I will be able to 
to actually have the faith to see the dream come to fruition. I carried it so deep inside of my heart. This is for you. Those those dreams that you can't even uh, verbalize. This the Shunammite woman when she was asked, "What do you want?" She didn't even talk about the fact that she wanted a son. Gehazi, Elisha's servant, had to. Tell Elisha what he observed about her. Well, she doesn't have a son, okay? Um, That kind of a dream. Maybe it is a son or a daughter that you desperately desire, but you've been trying for a year to get pregnant. It is a dream of yours to have um, many, many children, but you just can't seem to even get one positive pregnancy test. This dream that if God doesn't come through, you know it will wreck your faith. You can't even verbalize it because it's so deep inside of you. That's who I'm talking about today. Elisha looked at this woman and um, she wouldn't offer up the information. She certainly wouldn't say, uh, listen, I want a son, but he did it for her anyway. Isn't that amazing that the prophet of God, um, when she was asked, hey, listen, what would you like? She didn't really answer him anything. Um, He operated for her anyway. It, it, it nods the scripture that God will give you the desires of your heart. It nods to the scripture. You don't even have to verbalize it. God already knows it. It nods to the scripture that says, listen, I can do the impossible. And what man can't do, I can do. It nods to a faithful God where Elisha, even though she didn't ask, he still delivered. And I want to tell you today that even if you're not asking, God knows that desire. He understands it. And he is willing to operate on your behalf. Call her, he said. When she called her, she stood in the doorway at this season. Next year, you will embrace the sun. And she said, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your made servant that dream that if 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 God said he's going to do it he better not not do it because if he doesn't do it and if he doesn't come through I don't know what that's going to do to my face she didn't even ask cuz she didn't want to risk the fact that it wouldn't happen don't lie to me don't tell me you're going to be faithful and then not be faithful that is the kind of emotional state the Shunammite was in when it came to the dream of having a son the woman conceived and bore at that season the next year that Elisha had told her. He did it. He did it. Now, when the child was grown, verse 18, the day came that he went out to his father. He said to his father, my head, my head. He said to his servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her lap until noon and then died. This uh, story is crazy. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and return. He said, why will you go to him today? It's neither noon or Sabbath. And she said, it will be well. Now, let me put this in a little bit different perspective. Maybe you're like me and um, your dream is something other than actually physically 
bearing children. That's something that I was able to do. Okay. So, so I was dreaming in, 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 in impossible other things. And, and one of them was ministry. And I remember very, very clearly I had such a burning in my heart. I felt like I had a, a confirmation from God's word through Habakkuk two, two through four. And I remember sitting in front of a guy that I actually respected that was in ministry. And he looked at me and he discouraged the whole thing. I remember him telling me, and you're never going to make it. You're never going to be able to do what you want to do. You're a woman in ministry. People don't look very kindly to that kind of thing. And you also have been divorced. So basically you're disqualified on about 57 different levels. That conversation that I felt like God was saying, listen, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to create something out of nothing. I'm going to do the impossible in your life. I'm going to give you this specific dream. Here we have um, uh, someone coming at me and saying, no, no, it's not going to happen. And I all of a sudden felt the power of um, the discouragement and overcoming my dream. Well, maybe it's not. I certainly haven't seen any tangible signs of it yet. Maybe a little here and there. Maybe it's not going to happen. Those people that I'm talking about that maybe God has given a dream. He's given you um, a, a direction. He's given you open doors. But all of a sudden, something has come in. There has been a big door slammed in your face. In this case, death of a child. Um, what is your perspective? Because God can do anything. When the Shunammite woman went to her husband, she didn't even tell him that their son had died. Isn't that interesting? She simply took her son, laid him up on the prophet's bed, went to her husband and said, listen, I need a donkey. I need to go out and I need to go see, uh, seek the man of God. And what was her, wh where was her faith at this time? Uh, he said, um, why will you go to him today? And she said, it will be well. Let me tell you something. If God has produced or given you something in your life, your attitude should be of this because God is not a man that he should lie. It will be well. It will be well. It will be well. I remember my husband and I, we were um, going for the uh, for adoption, for adopting our two uh, babies. We actually set out to just adopt one. You, I've told you the story a hundred times. Um, but I remember when we were scammed by um, a birth mother who said she was pregnant with twin girls. We got so excited. We were scammed by, by this woman because I personally found out myself that she was not pregnant. She was lying to us and taking our money. Um, I remember a peace coming over me. Because God reinstated to me after I had time to sort of process what had just happened. Um, I am going to restore what Satan has stolen from you. It will be well. And two years later, we were matched with two beautiful children, um, which was the restoration of a dream that God had put in my heart when I was in high school. It will be well. It will be well. You know, the difference between the death of a dream and the resurrection of the dream is your position of faith. This woman did not have to go to Elisha and say, my son had died. She didn't have to. She literally could have planned a funeral, put her son in the ground and buried him. 
but she did not do that. She said, it will be well. If the if God gave me this son, it will be well. I'm going to go consult the man of God to find out what in the world is happening. I'm going to see what he can do. I know that the man of God does impossible things. I am going to consult him. We are going to see what he can do in this situation. It will be well. And I want to encourage you today. It will be well in your life. What has God promised you that literally has died. Let me caution you in this. Do not bury it. Do not bury it. Because if God is in it, it will be well. So she goes, she saddles the donkey, she drives, she doesn't slow down. She goes to the man of God. When the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, there's the Shunammite. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, what did she answer? It is well. Her son is totally dead in her house. And her faith was so strong that she knew that the power of God had the power to resurrect him from the dead. She went straight to the source. She didn't go to the she went to the throne of, of what she knew um, could produce for her resurrection power. She went straight to him and she said, it is well. When she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is troubled. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. She said, did I ask for a son, my Lord? And I not say, don't deceive me. Don't play with me. Don't mess with me. Then he said to Gehazi, gird up your loins, take my staff in your hand and go your way. If you meet any man, don't salute him. Lay my staff on the lad's face. The mother of the lad said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. She arose and he arose and followed her. Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff on the lad's face but there was no sound or no response to meet him. And he said, the lad has not been awakened. When Elisha, the man of God, came into the house, the lad was dead and laid on his bed. So we entered and shut the door behind them and prayed to the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. It's interesting how sometimes we use any other object than prayer to resurrect a dream. Even Elisha, God had, had clearly hidden the fact that the boy had died to Elisha, his prophet. And, he, and Elisha said, hey, hey, Gehazi, hey, servant, go take my staff. And it's had power before. So, so maybe it'll have power again. He laid it on the last face and it did not work. The, the staff, uh, the, the, the kid was still dead. It wasn't until the man of God entered the room shut the door behind him and started praying that we see movement. I want to caution you right here when you are worried about your dreams, when you're worried about something that God said that he was going to give you, a dream that that uh, so so um, deep in your heart that seems as if it had died. I want you to go straight to the source and do not try to operate out of your own power, out of your own control. I want you to operate based on the power of prayer. Because when Elisha went in and shut the door, this is what he did. He went up and he laid on the child mouth to mouth, eyes on eyes. 
hands on hands, stretched himself on him, and the flesh of the child became warm. He was not alive yet. The flesh of the child merely became warm. Prayer and your connection with the Father will start to resurrect that death of a dream that you think is gone. Let me ask you, how many times have you called out to the Father in faith? Elisha knew that God could do it. How many times have you called out to the Father in faith, believing, actually believing that he can do the impossible in your dream? He can do the impossible right before your eyes. Let me ask you, is your prayer life based on doubt or is the foundation of your prayer life faith? Elisha knew what God can do. And so he operated based on his faith and not his doubt. The child's body became warm. Then he returned and walked into the house once back and forth and went up and stretched himself on him. And the lad sneezed seven times and the lad opened his eyes. It did not happen immediately, but through the power of prayer, guys, prayer. He didn't say anything crazy. He didn't do anything crazy. He simply shut the door prayed like a gangster, and the boy sat up. God heard it. So he called Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came in, he said, take your son or take your dream. Today, I don't know what it is. That is such an incredibly powerful moment. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. We are going to air part two of this message, The Resurrection Power, on Friday. Tomorrow, I'll have a live show, but join us back on Friday, on Good Friday, to hear part two of The Resurrection Power. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener-supported, and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.